Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I am Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. Isaiah 38 is on tap for us this morning in our 725th day together in the Word of God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your Word. It's powerful. It's life-giving. It's life-changing by the power of your Holy Spirit as we see more of Christ and as we learn more about ourselves. Be our teacher and our guide. Holy Spirit, write your word in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 38. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die, you shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, remember how I walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart, and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will add fifteen years to your life, I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and will defend this city. This shall be the sign for you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has promised. Behold, I will make the shadow cast by the declining sun on the dial of the Ahaz turn back ten steps. So the sun turned back on the dial ten steps by which it had declined. A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after he had been sick and had recovered from his sickness. I said, In the middle of my days I must depart? I am consigned to the gates of Sheol for the rest of my years? I said, I shall not see the Lord, the Lord in the land of the living. I shall look no more on man among the inhabitants of the world. My dwelling is plucked up and removed from me. Like a shepherd's tent, like a weaver, I have rolled up my life. He cuts me off from the loom. From day to night, you bring me to an end. I calmed myself until morning. Like a lion, he breaks all my bones. From day to night, you bring me to an end. Like a swallow or a crane, I chirp. I moan like a dove. My eyes are weary with looking upward. O oh Lord, I am oppressed. Be the pledge of safety. Be my pledge of safety. What shall I say? For he has spoken to me, and he himself has done it. I walk slowly all of my years because of the bitterness of my soul. O oh Lord, by these things men live. And in all these there is the life of my spirit. O oh, restore me to health and make me live. Behold, it was... For my welfare that I had great bitterness, but in love you have delivered me from the pit of destruction, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol does not thank you, death does not praise you, those who go down to the pit do not hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living, he thanks you, as I do this day. The Father makes known to his children your faithfulness. The Lord will save me. And we will play my music on stringed instruments all the days of our lives at the house of the Lord. Now Isaiah had said, Let them take a cake of figs and apply it to the boil that he may recover. 
Hezekiah also said, What is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? That's Isaiah 38. It's an interesting turning point in the life of King Hezekiah. And honestly, it's one of these passages of Scripture that I'm still wrestling with. So I'm here teaching to you, and I'm saying to you, that I'm still wrestling with this passage of Scripture, because what are we to make of this? Because I know what's coming next. You see, we'll get there in a couple of days, back to Daniel tomorrow, and then back to Isaiah 39 the day after that. I know what's coming next. And let's just say, the Hezekiah who's granted these extra 15 years doesn't make the best use of them. Kind of goes to his head a little bit, it thinks. I think, it seems. So, anyway, Hezekiah is sick. He's at the point of death. And the word of the Lord comes, set your house in order, for you shall die, you shall not recover. Now, one way to look at this is to say, by faith, Hezekiah should have received that word from the Lord and said, I am the Lord's servant, may it be according to your will, which is what Mary said to Gabriel. I am the Lord's servant, may it be to me according to your will. And done exactly what God told him to do, set his house in order, prepare his son to be king. Because one of the things that doesn't go well is the transition from Hezekiah. His son is not ready to reign well. So that may be part of what's going here. It's hard to know for sure. But Hezekiah doesn't, doesn't do that. He doesn't receive this word from the Lord and say, yes, I will do what you told me to do. I will set my house in order. I will prepare to die. I will prepare my son to be king. He doesn't do that. He says, please, he weeps bitterly. Give me more life. Remember how I walked before you in faithfulness with a whole heart. I've done what is good in your sight. And he weeps bitterly. And the word of the Lord comes and says, okay, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I'll add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and this city out of the king of Assyria, out of the hands of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city. And I'll give you this sign. Now, um, in in Second Chronicles, um, it is Hezekiah who asked for the sign, and then he's given it. And that's also implied here. you got to put the pieces together a little bit in the way that this is written. But in verse 7, um, the Lord gives him a sign, but then at the end of the chapter, if we scroll down real quick, uh, Hezekiah had asked in verse 22, what is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? And so this moving of the sun backwards, this supernatural sign, uh, we don't really know exactly how this happened, except that God did this. Um, it seems to have just been there in Jerusalem in some miraculous way. So it's not like the earth started spinning backwards, but God, God made it happen. God can do whatever God wants to do. Nothing is impossible for God. We don't need to have an explanation beyond that. Um, it, the sun goes backwards for 10 steps on, on a sundial, and that's significant, right? And so that's the sign. He's going to be okay. He's going to be able to go back to worship. He's going to carry on. He's going to be given 15 more years of life. And he writes this, he writes this beautiful psalm, right? He's, he's lamenting over the fact that he was going to be cut off in the middle of his days and that he was going to not see the Lord, the Lord in the land of the living. He was not going to 
be able to experience the goodness of God in the land of the living. This has been a hope for, of God's people for forever and ultimate, ultimately the hope of seeing the Lord in the land of the living we know is answered in the resurrection on the last day when we are raised in Christ in the new heavens and the new earth in new undying bodies and that is how that is answered but this is just a deep soul ache of his we see that this same thing is uh, reflected in Job as far back as Job which would have been hundreds and hundreds of years before Hezekiah uh, and it's found in other places as well. Um, and so he's talking about death here. He's talking about death here in ways that are echoes of, of the Psalms. It's actually very David-like. Um, a lot of his language here um, is is very much like David's Psalms. And so it leads me to think that Hezekiah had spent time reading and praying and singing David's Psalms and that he wants to use his extended life to himself become more of a psalm writer and a psalm singer like David, his father. And so uh, God delivered him and he gives thanks. It was for my welfare that I had great bitterness, but in love you delivered my life from the pit of destruction. You've cast all my sins behind your back. He's giving thanks to God for forgiveness and for extended life. And he's going to resolve that he's going to... Um, write psalms we we will play my music on stringed instruments all the days I, i'm going to write these psalms and again this leads me to think he's been spending time in david's psalms and wants to reflect that so it seems like this is good like his heart's in the right place he is uh he wants to praise god with the time he's been given but i know what's coming in the next chapter so i wrestle with this was it really a good thing for him to get these extra 15 years or was it just the fact that yes it was a good thing for him to get the extra 15 years but but, but he also grew proud. I don't know. Um, and so this, what do we do with passage where we don't really fully understand exactly what's going on while well, we trust God, right? Because that's the case in our lives as well. Sometimes things come as answers to prayer and they seem to be good. And maybe they are good, right? But then over time, we misuse them. We get complacent. We get proud so was the problem the answer to prayer we got that gave us an opportunity to be complacent and proud or was the problem that i mean we were given a good answer to a good prayer but then we are the problem and we became complacent and proud i think that's what we're struggling with here and that's where we can we can examine our own hearts and try to learn from this and try to say lord don't let your blessings become opportunities for me to be complacent we think we've all had something like this happen maybe we we're struggling economically maybe we couldn't make ends meet we prayed for the lord to meet our needs and we got a raise at work or we got a new position or or something happened in our finances and things were better but then we used that extra income just to be self-indulgent we didn't really increase our giving we didn't really give sacrificially we became kind of complacent about it right or Perhaps there was a deep struggle in our lives that kept us on our knees and kept us in prayer, a uh, struggle with a personal relationship or a struggle with, with something in our own hearts. And then God brought relief. God brought uh, reconciliation to the relationship or he brought relief from the struggle in our hearts. And we were so thankful at first, but then over time we kind of became complacent and we, we didn't really learn what necessarily we were supposed to learn. I think that's kind of where we are with Hezekiah here. That's where I am in my thinking now is that this prayer was not necessarily a bad prayer and 
the Lord answered him. The Lord is sovereign. The Lord is good. The Lord always intends good for his people when he answers prayer. And so he could have used these 15 years to better prepare his son to be king, better prepare for the succession. Um, but he didn't. He became proud and complacent, and we do the same thing. So I think that's the best takeaway we can get is to say, Lord, keep me from being complacent and using your blessings as an excuse to be complacent and proud because we're all tending that way because of our hearts. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are good to us. When we cry out to you, you hear us and you answer us and you're kind to us. You delight to give us good things. We have been the recipients of blessings from your hand day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, throughout our lives. But Father, we have to confess that sometimes we've taken the blessings you've given and we've used them to be complacent, to be self-sufficient, to be self-satisfied, to be proud even. We've forgotten that they come from you and we've thought that they come from ourselves. <sighs> Father, forgive us. Forgive us and make us more aware of our complete dependency on you. Make us more thankful for every blessing. Make us more obedient to your word. Make us more tender-hearted to how you're leading us and teaching us and shaping us and growing us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me for Isaiah 38. Tomorrow we're going to go back to Daniel for Daniel chapter 2. Have a blessed day in the Lord.